Hi, I'm Graham Mack. Welcome to the Pod 20, the countdown of the most popular podcast in the world right now. This week, my special guest is Nick Randall from SNS Online, which stands for Scratch and Sniff. Nick, podcasting is the dog's doodahs right now. Where do you think podcasting is heading? I think it's really, really healthy that anybody can do a podcast because anybody can be watching the TV or listening to radio and think, well, you know, I can do that. Whereas in my day, when I was a little kid, I would do little cassettes for my, like if my sister in Hong Kong or whatever, and I'll do fun, well, I say funny sketches. I thought they were good at the time and and would uh, introduce a piece of music and a little clip from a TV program. And I would sort of do scratch and sniff for my friends and yeah. family. Yeah. But literally it would only be them or possibly a few people who might listen to them at all. But so, yeah, I, what was, I forgot what question I got. I well, where do you think now. podcasting is going? <laughs> oh, it's, uh, possibly more regulation. It's regulated in some way. So it becomes more I, structured. I, do you know what? I don't know about that because I think, you know, one of the great things about podcasting is it's not regulated and i know ofcom want to get their hands on it but i think ofcom just want to justify their existence because they're becoming so irrelevant (laughs) and i think yeah yeah, they're they're trying to make out that the public needs to be protected from the public and i'm not so sure everybody knows that it's not regulated and you know there are over 18s podcasts and they make Mm. it pretty specific that they are for mature audiences i don't think anyone is trying to get stuff past people so i don't know about um, i i hope there's not more regulation i mean because we've already possibly, got laws yeah. about defamation and uh, and mm. you know all the rest of it that that you know post- mm. podcasting is no different but all these other silly offcom rules i you know that, that i think you know <laughs> when i when i first i i started out in the radio in australia which was a lot more oh, easygoing, right. shall we say. Yeah, that's that's where I started. Mm. My first commercial oh. radio station was 2PK Parks in the central west of New South Wales. And then I went to Five and so cool. did the breakfast show. And I ended up doing the nighttime show at 2GO, just north of Sydney on the central coast. So I was starting wow. with my first wow. three and a half years in radio were in Australia. And I came back mm. to Britain in 97. And back right. then, it was the radio authority, the precursor to, to Ofcom, and their, their rules were so bizarre that you could be fined for not playing enough 80s music or you, you <laughs> had 30 seconds, not enough news or whatever it mm. was. And I actually, I actually believed that the only point of the British regulator was to protect the BBC, to stop commercial radio being any good. <laughs> because, <laughs> well, I thought, well, this, you've, got a, you've got a commercial radio station. This is a business. It's, if they mm. put stuff on the air that people don't listen to or don't like, they're not going to get the advertising and they're going to go out of business. They don't need you to come up with a <laughs> different set of rules to make you put stuff on the radio that, you know, to make you do news when, you don't, when you're a music station. You don't necessarily need to do any news. But all they all had to do, you had to have a, when in 97, you had, you had to have a board and there had to be a lord on the board. You know, <laughs> at 2CR of M in Bournemouth, Bournemouth, we had Lord Stokes, the bloke who, you know, crashed British Leyland. He was now on the board of a radio station. What the hell would he know about broadcasting? He didn't know that much about the yeah. car industry. I mean, so <laughs> the, the whole thing, the whole British thing for me always seemed bizarre. It's less bizarre now. But it's still not right. And Ofcom are still an awful organisation. I mean, they turn a blind eye when 
part wants to network that bloody awful breakfast show that not that only half as many people are listening to as we're listening to all the local breakfast shows that it replaced, although it's cheaper. They turn a blind eye mm-hmm. to all that. There's no regulation mm-hmm. there, although there was regulation. But they just turn a blind eye to that. And all they keep doing is beating up community radio stations and threatening to find them and take their licenses mm-hmm. away because they haven't put a financial report in during the COVID thing or mm-hmm. one person complained. Why do they even bother, right, if one person complains about something? And, uh, I mean, if a hundred people complain about something you did on the radio, okay, let's have a look at it. One person? Come on! Find out where SNS Online is this week on the chart soon. The Pod 20 is heard on podcast radio on DAB in the UK, on demand in the USA at talkers.com, around the world on multiple platforms and as a podcast itself. Into the chart now and at number 20, John Burko's Absolute Power. Deborah Francis White talks to the former Speaker of the House of Commons and wannabe celebrity John Burko about what we laughingly call British democracy. 19. The Jordan B. Peterson Podcast, enlightening discourse that will change the way you think. 18. The Jordan Harbinger Show, in-depth conversations with people at the top of their game. 17. The rest is history. Tom Holland and Dominic Sandbrook are interrogating the past, attempting to detangle the present. 16. Behind the Bastards, the worst humans in history. 15. Monday Morning Podcast. Bill Burr rambles with the comedian Jim Gaffigan about comedy styles, killing lobsters, and clown food. 14. Three Men in a Microphone. One of the three men is Damien Lee. Damien, your show is broadcast on podcast radio, and we don't have to edit it because it doesn't have any bad language in it. Have you ever thought about putting out a riskier version that maybe you could charge for? There is the cheekiness to the show, and we are very conscious sometimes that um, we are on, you know, a radio station. We're on another station up north, uh, and then there's a there's a station in America that we go out on. So we're we're always very conscious, but also we're three blokes that are a bit cheeky. So I think a bit of a naughty version could be coming soon. Um, and do you so, get yes, do you get paid for these radio stations you're on? No, do, do you know what we don't at the moment? We are in contact with someone that's having a look at uh, some funding for us to do um, to do a project, um, which could be quite good. Um, the stations we're on at the moment aren't paid. No, and what we did do during this, we were actually in contact. I'm trying to think now, there was. Um, like a BBC introducing thing um, to send off your podcast ideas, and we needed to set up a limited company. Now we never we never really thought of doing that because I've got a company, Ian's got a company for a letting, um, and and Darren self employed, but we ended up. Um, launching these three media, um, which is the kind of the company that produces our show. Um, yeah. and we're going to be looking to help out on other shows as well. We've got a couple of people that are coming on to um, to do some shows under that umbrella uh, where we're producing and uh, hopefully get them on a platform. So there's ideas to take it a little bit further. Um, and these three media is something that, uh, that we'll all be involved in. So you never know, Graham. You never know. Where are you on in America? The station in America, I'm just trying to think if, um, well, I know the lads are listening. Um, Helium Radio Network, there we go, straight away there. So we're on the Helium Radio Network So it's a well. comedy comedy network, as it sounds yeah, like. It. Yeah, Because it sounds so like the name of a, of a comedy club, Helium or something like that, you know. That's 
doing quite well for us as well. So we're we're just trying different avenues. And uh, Ian's very good at that, I think, because, um, you know, Darren's busy with with his actual gig every day. I'm up and down over over my five offices. And, you know, but again, it's our love. You know, we've never fallen out of love with with radio. Um, And it never goes. You know, I went into a completely different um you know way way of living that was you know at that time radio wasn't going to make me the money that i was in sales um and i kind of went down a different route but we've we're always there we've always got that kind of bit and we think we've got something you know because we're not trying to be something we're just three guys who have some banter and have a laugh and everyone that's been on the show has kind of gone off there and said you know what i had a good time with that yeah, it was fun. We're not trying to be anything. We're try- just trying to bring a bit of humour because it's a bit hard out there at the moment, Graham. And if we can all smile and, you know, have a bit of a giggle, it's worth it, isn't it? Yeah. Three men and a microphone is at number 14 this week on the Pod 20. 13. The Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show with DJ Envy, Angela Yee and Chalamagne, the God. 12. Freakonomics Radio. The Hidden Side of Everything with Stephen J. Dubner, co-author of the Freakonomics books. 11. No Such Thing as a Fish, the award-winning podcast from the writers of the hit BBC TV show QI. 10. British Scandal, the latest episode is all about Lord Lucan. After the murder of Sandra Rivett, the police start hunting for Lord Lucan. Little do they know it's not just Lucan working against them but Britain's aristocracy as well. 9. Hidden Brain Shankar Vedantam uses science and storytelling to reveal the unconscious patterns that drive human behaviour. 8. Harsh Reality The story of Miriam Rivera It was supposed to be a reality show with a twist. In a sun-drenched villa in Ibiza, Six hot guys compete for a cash prize for the love of the beautiful and mysterious Miriam. It's meant to be a big break, but this is the era of cruel reality TV, and the show producers have a different goal. They want to surprise the men with the fact that Miriam is trans. Number 7. SNS Online Nick Randall is the man in charge of the vast team that puts the podcast together. Nick, do you have a target listener in mind? No, I, I guess I guess people like me. I mean, people possibly of a certain age who would have heard of people who I interview. Yeah. I mean, some people. I mean, I had Hank Marvin on the show, and I thought that was an amazing scoop. But most people yes. relate Hank. Most people relate Hank Marvin just to being rather hungry or something, <laughs> <laughs> right? Which is quite frustrating. But I mean, that show, I, I don't need to do any advertising with that show. It's always accruing listeners throughout the years because it's, you know, because he, he is fantastic. And he was a lovely guy as well. So. He's but still what working. What was the question again? The, the, oh, yeah. the, question, the question is, do, do you have a target uh, listener in mind okay. for the show or for the podcast? I would say, I would say people who enjoy uh, popular art shows, who enjoy movies, who enjoy theatre, who who enjoy all that not necessarily you know necessarily particularly highbrow um it can be a real mixture it tends to be more people you might see on tv or, or possibly the soaps or doctor who or you know all all, all the big shows that, that that i i love um but but yeah I, and then occasionally i will do something that might be a bit a bit bit more 
arty or you know might be a musician who who is a bit more unusual there's a, a friend of mine called robin warren who know he's known as robin the fog and he does all these amazing uh radiophonic sounds with uh garden gates and uh yeah and slowing it down and doing all the radiophonic workshop type of stuff and he, that's fantastic but you know you could argue that's a little bit niche but there is a there's a hardcore a lot of fans for that so hopefully i'm tapping into different fan groups with these different shows so that possibly could be an issue because people aren't necessarily going to go right this is going to be about this all the time because it like doctor who each episode can be about anything um, yeah and that's well, that's what i love about it but yeah i mean i it allows you to graze a little bit and um you know just go through web now we have a website it, which is which is great you can just literally find out what you'd like you know you you are the second massive doctor who fan i've had on the program uh, oh yeah yeah the other one was bj shea who does the breakfast show on a radio station in seattle and oh, yeah. he uh he absolutely i think that's why he came on now i know him quite well but uh he was really chuffed to be on the air in the uk because he's such a oh, doctor who him. fan and a bit of an anglophile and i asked him for his views on jody what are your your views on how jody's doing as the doctor well i mean you know i i thought i i was always up for a female doctor I think Jodie Whittaker is is one of the best ambassadors the show's ever had. She seems the nicest person in real life. She's so bubbly, and that comes through on the screen. I think initially I struggled a little bit. It just seemed like it was a bit David Tennant light um, and very sort of breathy and lots of sonic screwdriver waving. And I just, I just, but it's interesting in Flux, the recent six parter, there's been some defining Doctor moments, and I've just watched those she was like there's a scene when she's being interrogated by this baddie and it's just it's just brilliant i mean and also the dialogue is brilliant but that's been a bit of an argument about perhaps she hasn't been served with with the best um quality scripts um i mean i don't want to get into it too much because i mean i've loved some of them but um yeah you know it, horses of course some people love all that and they, some people I, I i'm hoping for another female doctor when uh old russell t hearty as i call him comes back next year yeah, I've got a fingers crossed for an actress called uh, Tania um, Miller, um, who would be absolutely fantastic. But we'll, we yeah. shall see. It could be well, me. The, who knows? Could be you. Who knows? Brian. Well, well, the <laughs> pressure the NHS is under at the moment. You're lucky to be able to see a doctor at all, male or female. So I think we should all just uh, be thankful. Um, absolutely. I couldn't get an yeah. appointment the other week. Yeah. Uh, B, for what it's oh. worth, BJ reckons that Jody's the best doctor there's been. No, I don't oh, want. Yeah, you haven't I mean, met you haven't met him, but I don't want you to fall out with him before you meet him. So no, uh, I no, just no, no, no. <laughs> All doctors are the doctor for me. Okay, SNS Online with Nick Randall is at number seven this week on the Pod Twenty. Six, Smartless, Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett connect people from all walks of life to learn about shared experiences. Five, stuff you should know. If you've ever wanted to know about Champagne, Satanism, the Stonewall Uprising, Chaos Theory, LSD, El Nino, True Crime and Rosa Parks, then look no further. Josh and Chuck have you covered. 4. My Favourite Murder with Karen Gilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. Lifelong fans of true crime stories, Karen and Georgia tell each other their favourite tales of murder and hear hometown crime stories from friends and fans. Number three, Crime Junkie. If you can never get enough true crime, congratulations, you've found your people. Number two, 
Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe's Parenting Hell. It's parenting, just not as you know it. And at number one for Christmas... The Diary of a CEO with Steve Bartlett. The latest episode features Holly Tucker, who has over 20 years' experience building businesses. You just said there that you know the company was completely out of money, but I but I I could tell that you also didn't believe it would fail, which is a bit of a yeah. contradiction to some degree. But well, I, because it was just money. Yeah, and you could you could figure that out. <laughs> I don't know how, yeah, but, but you know, it, you know, out. money is just this, you know, okay. So if we got the money and the hard bit really is doing the doing, isn't it? Yeah. It's building it. So I always just knew somehow this will work out. I mean, of course you have the old terrible dark days, but I knew it was going to work out. How could it not? We were on to something. And I knew that. That level of optimism in, upon reflection of your career of the last, you know, couple of decades, how important has that optimism been? That just like unexplainable, unjustifiable, I don't know why, but it'll just, it'll all work out yeah. optimism. Because you've also, because you, you've employed a lot of people seeing the opposite. That sense yeah. of like catastrophe, you know, that catastrophizing, oh, yeah. oh no, we're a f-, you know, that kind of. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man, I've, I've kissed a lot of those frogs. <laughs> um, yeah, wouldn't you say that that's a common denominator you find oh, in right. entrepreneurs? Hundred percent. I mean, even it's- in team members, someone. So I've, I, it's so, I so, I can't explain it enough. I, one example I always come back to was um, I was flying to Brazil, and Obama was speaking at the same time as me. Um, on the same stage as me, just like wow. him speaking just after me. And I thought, well, Obama's here. I'm a speaker. He's a speaker. Can't I meet him? And someone that was working for me at the time went, oh no, I asked somebody, and they said no. Sick as a f- if they said no, ask someone else and just keep asking. And then they were like, no, 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 Steve, we've been asking a lot. And they just said no. So I was, I'll do it then. And I, I sent some emails and within 30, uh, within 30 emails, someone comes and grabs me, goes, come and meet Obama. Yeah. And I just think there's always yeah. a way. There's always a way. And your life That's and my it. life is testament to this upset, this like, there is a way or there's a way. That's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or it's, there's a way or I have mm-hmm. to work harder. That's you know it. what I mean? And I don't I don't allow for this other outcome, which is that, oh, no, we can't. The Diary of a CEO with Steve Bartlett, number one this week on the Pod 20. And that's it for episode 87. Thanks to this week's guests, Nick Randall and Damian Lee. Next week, my guest is Tom Bell from Tom's 5-Minute Friday podcast. Tom, you've exposed corruption and collusion inside the NHS, the police and the Crown Prosecution Service. What is the problem with Britain's public services? What is the problem? God, what a great question. There's no pressure there, is there? Um, I bet you didn't ask Lorraine Kelly this question. No, no, we didn't actually uh, mention um, (laughs) (laughs) British public services, no. Well, well, look, uh, so last year I wrote a book, and this is a book I wrote. It's called Lions, Liars, Donkeys and Penguins, The Killing of Alison. And it's about the, the events surrounding the suicide of my sister, Alison, after she was abused in the care of an NHS mental health hospital. 30 years since she took her own life after that period of abuse. And we are still trying to get justice. And at the moment, we are still trying to get a fresh inquest. And we have an appeal currently with the Attorney General's office to try and grant us that new inquest. Because at the time of Alison's death, back in 1991, when the original inquest was held, 
none of the facts leading up to what had occurred were actually known. And worse than that, Graham, they'd been hidden and covered up. And what we've subsequently had, what we've experienced from public services over the last decades has just been a catalogue of crap. You know, it's it's kind of, it's like umbrella theory, you know, public services are there and they look all smashing and smiley, but when you need them, it, it all falls down, you know, and we've been lied to by the National Health Service. We've been lied to by the Crown Prosecution Service. We've been lied to by the police service. Nobody has just got hold of this issue and actually dealt with it. And here's the, the, the thing that I think will amaze uh, viewers of the YouTube channel and listeners to the podcast. The guy actually finally admitted in 2017, he finally admitted what he had done to Alison when she was in the care of the NHS. And I should and he, was he, was a, in, he was a nurse, wasn't he? And yeah, he was, he was having nurse. He was, yeah, he, he, he was, was having a sexual relationship with her, and she he, she was in the care yeah. of the m- mental health hospital. Right. He had gr- he had groomed her when she was uh, an inpatient, and he had had sex on the hospital premises with her, unprotected sex. Um, what he did led to Alison experiencing what's called a crisis abortion, and staff at the hospital, including this guy, then arranged a pregnancy termination, which was kept from her records. Can you get your head around that? They kept that from her records. And the people that did that continued to work in that hospital. Nobody was disciplined. Nobody lost their job for it. And the the work, the investigative work that we've done over these years reveals a, a culture within that particular NHS hospital that was absolutely broken and direct of compassion. What is amazing is that, that he finally admitted in 2017 what he had done under caution to the police and I've got to say at that point you know I was punching the air because after decades of trying to reach that point we finally had a confession the police had taken us seriously they had reopened the investigation which they failed to a a number of years ago and this guy finally admitted it and then do you know what the CPS said the CPS said it's not in the public interest so this guy's on record, right? I, I have a juvenile criminal record for pinching fags from a mobile shop, right? This guy had sex with someone on a mental health hospital premises. He is responsible for- Someone he was supposed to be pregnancy. caring for. Yeah. He was supposed to be caring for. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it is actually classed as statutory rape. And this guy doesn't have a blemish on his record, you know? Um, and I just find that absolutely incredible. If a if the abuse of patients in public hospitals isn't in the public interest, what is? What you know? Yeah. What are we left with? I mean, the CPS, you know, they were prepared to take all this information from people who had no no substantial evidence and try and prosecute and persecute Cliff Richard. By the way, I'm not a Cliff Richard fan. Low this music, but you know, I'm sure he's a smashing chap. But he had helicopters flying over his house without a shred of evidence, and there's us as a family. We've got a guy who's confessed to what he's done on multiple occasions. We've got all the records showing that uh, a pregnancy occurred, that a termination was arranged. And then we have a vulnerable young woman who took her own life as a result of what happened to her. And no charges are brought. Apparently, yeah. it's not in the public interest. I, I, I don't know if I've never met anybody who can get their heads around that decision, Graham. Yeah. Tom Bell. My special guest next week on the Pod 20. In the meantime, you can watch extended video chats with my guests on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And what will happen on the podcast radio chart next week? Will your favourite podcast make it all the way to the top of the chart? 
Find out with me, Graham Mack, Fridays, 5pm, and across the weekend on Podcast Radio, and influence the chart. Make a recommendation at thepodcastradio.co.uk. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more.